we are now recording. Okay, all right. Um, should we just go for it, or should yeah, we just jump on in? Uh, jump on in. Get out on. <laughs> get down on it. Oh, they're gonna do like the Step Brothers. Why don't you jump on, on in? in. <laughs> <laughs> on these heavy balls. <laughs> What's up? Welcome to the Cruise Control Podcast. Kid Cruiser, Woody, Eddie. You're listening to the Cruise Control Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cruise Control Podcast. I'm your host, Kid Cruiser, and I'm here with my main man, Birdie B, on the track. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so uh, today we finally uh, we're finally getting to interview this uh, this man today. Uh, our guest today is a photographer and inspiring film director. He was born and raised here in the IE, and he made a name for himself out in LA. He has worked with many of your favorite artists, such as YG, Big Sean, Dom K, and many, many more. Not only that, but he is one of the realest humans you will ever meet, and he's a longtime friend. Please give it up for my brother from another mother, <laughs> Leviton. Wow, man. That was a great intro. I appreciate Bro, you're that. about to make me cry. <laughs> Very heartfelt. Wow. What's up, my friend? How What's are you? What's going on, man? Good. I feel good. I'm, I'm excited to have you here, bro. You're finally here on the pod. I'm just excited to have a recorded conversation with you, like, because I've had many, many, yeah, many conversations yeah. with you. So, um, <laughs> I just want the people to just get to finally meet you and, like, for those who don't know your story and all that. But mm-hmm. we will get to you, you know. Um, just come vibe out with us, come kick it with us. Uh, we got some shit I'm to here, get through. Um, what's up with you, Birdie? How you doing? I'm all right. You good? Yeah. I'm tired, bro. You're tired, bro? Nah, I'm okay. <laughs> Playing a little b-ball earlier. Oh yeah, so yeah. how much? How much you put in? Oh, I, I dropped some buckets. <laughs> Don't call me Dame Lillard, but you know it was about that time, bro. Okay, I feel it. I feel it. I was chilling this weekend. I really didn't didn't do much. Mm. So, um, I clean. I did some yard work, so that's nice. Oh yeah, the little know? bushes in the back. Yeah, and a little back on the yard work shit. Um, but yeah, uh, so we released a mini episode, and we closed it out, and we said, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully nothing happens. You know what I mean? And uh, I I finished editing that episode and I I wasn't on my phone for like an hour, which is rare for me because I just you know I just be checking that shit, and um, I just got the news that uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away, man, and um, I was like actually shocked and like damn near devastated. Like I just couldn't really believe that. Like it just wasn't a just another one of those things that you just don't believe, you know? Like yeah. you don't really think about, but he's a he's a well um applauded actor yeah and it's just not something to you ever really ponder and it, he died from cancer at 43 um that's just the crazy part to me so um i don't know i was actually like pretty upset and i just i don't know it's just this year is just hasn't let up man hasn't let up at all like it's wild to be uh, honest yeah it just i don't know where to for the people who knew i feel like applaud to them for you know keeping his information as low as they get, you know, because yeah. I feel like he did a lot with, 
you know within the four i think he was diagnosed in 2016 wow. he busted out like maybe like i want to say five to eight movies or some mm. something like that like he started as uh t'challa in like the peak of the marvel run like yeah. he did civil war uh, black panther infinity war and game all back to back to back to back like that is that's crazy like mm-hmm. you have to um respect a man who um it could have gone one of two ways. He could have been like, oh, like, let me just kind of just uh, become a hermit and, you know, see what happens with yeah. this. And he just went for it and he, he killed it. He killed mm-hmm. pretty much everything he did. Um, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, 43 is still really young. Oh, yeah. When you think for about sure. it. And, um, yeah, it's just like how uh, everybody, all the celebrities that, like, posted about him, no idea. They had yeah. no idea yeah. about him, which is crazy. Like, he really kept it a secret. His team kept it a secret. Like, that was awesome for his family to be able to post his passing and not TMZ yeah. or E News or anything. Like, they said, like, "Hey, Chadwick, it's gone now." Like, it wasn't it wasn't a breaking news for anywhere. They got to announce his passing. I thought that was really beautiful, um, and just every all the like outpouring love that was given to him. It's just I don't know, man. It was just crazy, and just to see another person just fall this year is. Um, it's just sad, man. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Yeah, yeah he's a great actor, really Real. great actor. All his roles were iconic. Yeah, he um and he, like he took he took on the challenge and he like James Brown, Jackie Robinson, throw Marshall. I'm good. saying he put in a lot of work while diagnosed, and I feel like that's something that can't be taken away from him. You know, no matter what, it has to be. Applied. And it's living it on. You know, like those movies are gonna live on. He didn't do work that just you know mm-hmm. gonna slip by. Like, yeah, like he, just a random. He put a mark in yeah. the world, so applaud to him. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we had Blade, you know, we had other black superheroes, but he was uh, like when Black Panther came out, it was a, it was a monumental. Yeah, you know what I mean, it was like, crazy. Yeah, uh, to be nominated for Best Picture at the, at the Oscars, like it made a billion dollars. Um, and he was at the forefront of that, and so many kids looked up to him, and I, I started thinking about that because. I don't know how you guys were when you guys were little, but um, I was really into music as a kid, and so uh, I remember listening to like Nirvana and Sublime on on a uh, K or K Cal mm-hmm. on K Cal, and um, I my dad he was like, oh yeah, he's he's dead, like Kurt Cobain's dead, and I couldn't process that because I'm still listening to his voice, like mm-hmm. he's still here, but I just couldn't like process somebody that you hear now that died way before you were even born, you know, so. Like John Lennon, for another example, like I just didn't think about that. So for the kids to, um, for the kids that are gonna see that movie in the future, mm-hmm. and for kids that already saw that now, like it's it's got to be devastating to them, especially if they do look at that. Because when you're a kid, your imagination is going wild. You yeah. think that stuff is real. Um, it's just sad. So I don't know. It's, it's just it's a it's a crazy thing, man. Yeah, I used to think uh, Drake was actually really paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> Another person. I did too, bro. <laughs> I did too, man. I what? saw him like on MTV. It was like spring break, and he was at a concert. I'm like, Jimmy? I was like, No way, <laughs> bro. I will never forget um, freshman year. I um, I was watching Degrassi that whole summer before freshman year, mm-hmm. and so one morning I was getting ready for uh, school, and I had MTV on. I used to like watching the music videos in the morning, and then the best I ever had video came on, Ooh. <laughs> and I was like. Is that Jimmy? I was like, nah, nah, nah. There's no way, no, no way. So I get to school and I totally like, hey, yo, is a uh, is that dude a rapper? He's all, yo, yeah, that's Drake. And I was like, no way, man. Like I just couldn't, yeah, separate the yeah, two. Yeah, me like, neither. 
Same. First time I heard him, I'm like, it was the picture. I saw the um, comeback season picture. Mm-hmm. I'm like, in a pea coat. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> Jimmy? Same shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Um, condolences and prayers out to his family. Um, once again, like I said, it was really beautiful that they were able to break the news and not anybody else. I thought that was that was really marvelous for them to do that. Um, and hopefully, uh, maybe I shouldn't say anything anymore. Maybe you should just uh, see what happens this year and just <laughs> yeah, you keep on up. challenging twenty twenty <laughs> and it just keeps on biting you back. In you the think ass. he's listening? Um, but yeah, rest in peace to to that man. He was a great he was a great actor. Um, and I'm, on top of all that, I forgot to really introduce the pod. I think. Oh. You do this a lot, actually. Yeah, I do, but I think I think that was warranted. I think that was yeah, that's uh, fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, if you, if this is your first time tuning in, um, welcome to the Cruise Control Podcast. You know, we're always uh talking about movies and music and uh, bullshit and whatnot. Um, you can find us on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts, and also follow us at Cruise Control Pod on app on Apple. That's fucked up again. No, you can follow us at Cruise Control Pod uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Um. So yeah, that's uh. What else happened this week? Brady? You know, it's like really awkward. What? Is because you're like mentioning like the first time listeners. Like mm. you remember going to church and like it was your first time at that church. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, please stand up. Like <laughs> everyone's gonna come. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that was. Uh, oh, I've been here before. I've been here uh, before. Just sit down. I'm not putting, <laughs> I'm not putting my hand up. Oh, you guys never. You guys never stood up. I'm not. I was well, like, I usually I was, say at the same church, but like that's here fair. and there, I just I don't, don't want to do it. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just like, a bad liar, bro. Like I can't like lie, so like I would stand up and then I'd have to like go to the back or something. Like oh, they'd be like oh, go with this group over here. Nah, my mom will be nudging me like, no, you've never been here. Come on, <laughs> go, go. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. I remember um, my dad. He took us to a church. He wanted to. Um, he found a church, so it was like from a family friend and we went and um you know we we had never really gone to church as a family so we went and it was just like one of the craziest churches i've ever met bro like or ever been to um it was like a hispanic church mm-hmm. and you're there from like nine in the morning to like 4 p.m bro oh. and there's people like dancing and like like falling like they would do and it was the same people falling every week mm-hmm. and i think like by the third week i told like he was like, all right come on let's go i was like oh, i'm not going and he's like why i'm like that's not like i'm like if you want to do this as a family like i understand where you're coming from that's cool like we can do that but that's not the place to do it at because it was too dramatic it was too um it felt too forced it felt too fake wouldn't you like equate like a pastor to like a used car salesman what, you <laughs> what? Please explain. Like, just the way they're trying to, like, you've heard the story before, but they put a new spin on it, you know? Like, they cleaned it up, they washed it up. It's just, like, how they present it to you. Yeah, in a sense, yeah, I can, can see we that. put that and offering plate around there another time, please? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I never went back. But it was just, seeing, like, people fall like that, like, it's like, you're bringing attention upon yourself, and that's not the point of what we're doing here. So, yeah, I never went back. Um. But where, where were we going with all that? Your intro on what's the going on this week? Oh, yeah. What's going on this week, man? There's really not much to go on. There's really not a lot going on, actually, in entertainment or anything. Um, so music came out this past week. And uh, I'm not going to say Brady's favorite artist. He, he, Brady's not really a fan of this guy at all. You talking um, about? Who's that? <laughs> Little Wayne. Oh. No Ceiling Mixtape finally released um, on streaming platforms. Not the whole thing. But um, I think about 12 tracks released. Hmm. And so if you've never heard of this mixtape, 
I encourage you guys to go listen to it. Um, I think that this is the mixtape that made me a fan of Lil Wayne, thanks to the guy in front of me, Lee. Come on. <laughs> so in high school, um, Lee would come over all the time, like every day after school, and he used to just put on videos and uh, he would just like rap like Lil Wayne verses. Like he would say lines and uh. like I don't I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. And he'd be like, oh, and he would just put them on. And then just like every song that he would put on was from No, from no Ceilings. And from there, like I was just a fan. And um, I remember the first time I heard Wasted, um, Lee was like, oh, this song's so hard. Like you got to hear it. And, and at that point, I was like just really into music as a um, just like depth wise. Like I wanted meaning behind music. And I was like, well, what's it about? Like, what's the, you know, what's the song about? He's like, these bars. <laughs> he's like, it's not about anything. It's just, he's just rapping. He's rapping his ass off. Like, uh, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, and that was like pretty much my introduction to Lil Wayne, I, mm. I would say. So, um, how would you say that's for you? No Ceilings? Yeah. <laughs> right over my head. I never listened to No Ceilings. You never listened to No Ceilings, nah, bro? What? Nah, not once. I listened to like the older No Ceiling, like three and four. What do you, you mean Wasn't the there drought? more of them? No. no. There was more of them. There was no, drought. Yeah, the drought. Drought right? one, drought two, drought three. Then <sighs> no ceilings. That was the first no ceilings. Yeah. He did, yeah. He did a two a couple years ago, but um, it just, it was already fine. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It was past. He's like rapping over other people's beats, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what all his mixtapes were really yeah. about back in the day. But no no ceiling specifically is where he um he made those songs his like you don't even listen to the other songs they don't really have any like they have no warranty anymore like he made those songs his like if little wayne was rapping on your beat it's not your song it's his song um i'm not gonna deny that little wayne didn't like control the whole early 2000 late 2000s yeah but he definitely did i don't know that mixtape if like if you guys haven't heard it just the I can make an argument just for those like I could even say those like five of those songs alone can just be an argument for Lil Wayne being like the greatest rapper of all time as far as like metaphors and bars mm-hmm. and like that like as a rapping technical ability and just like um he's spitting facts, bro. Just not, not like I'm not talking storytelling because I'm not that's not what Lil Wayne is. He's not a storyteller. He's a rapper like he just raps like bars like there's bars that. He, you hear and you don't even think about until you hear them again or you're just like it's just like a quick quirky bar like pistol on my hip tomb raider like just stuff like that it's like ah like that's what little wayne does to me like that's how i feel you're putting him over nas i mean it's just i feel like it's two different two it's different eras rappers. Yeah. yeah to me at that point hmm. you know like the 90s is one era i feel like you could have ran the 90s and then came into the 2000s and it's just not the same you know just yeah. because of I feel like music changes every four or five years, yeah. especially every 10 years. It's it's something, you know, it's something else. But I feel like Wayne's era was that early 2000s up until that no ceilings. Like, he's still going, too. I always give credit to rappers who make it past that that next era, you yeah. know, because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people get left behind. Like, once that era changes, it's like it. you're not picking the – the same beats or your flow is kind of like mm-hmm. outdated your beats are out whatever's outdated like if you can't make that switch like outdated huh what <laughs> christian knows what i'm talking about we'll get to him next <laughs> but not nah, little wayne is like your little wayne's your kind even though i think i want to say maybe the the birdman stuff really did affect his career mm-hmm. afterwards but Little Wayne was able to surpass because he's been making music since what the ninety nine yeah like yeah. like he was able to do about two three different eras and 
No Sleeves came out, and then he had that Young Money run, mm-hmm. and he was still pretty much on top until he wasn't, you know? Um, but I agree with you, like Kanye going from era to era, like 50 is still around, but you're not looking at 50 Cent as a, like, he's not a, guy, 50 you know? Cent is not around T. I., in music. Like, you know? Those type of people, like all these versus people, like no disrespect mm-hmm. to them, but I just feel like that was past my point, especially because I didn't get into hip hop until the beginning of the 2010s, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I there's got to be merit for them to be able to go to the next era, like yeah. you And only a handful of them do, you know? It's like there's only the greats, I feel like, who kind of keep going and people still want, like, if you have a fan base, like, of course, I feel like. If people really are diehard fans of you, no matter what, if you're on top and you make it to the next area, if you still put out your same music that your fans love, then you're, you know, you're set for your fan base. But as far as like running like on the top of the charts or like everybody knows my songs, then it's like not a lot of people do that. I don't know, man. I I think it's who controls the youth realistically like yeah they're impressionable still like at 18 we listen to a whole bunch of different artists and right now i feel like it's more refined like we know what we like so the older we get the less power we have on the music industry really well i feel like we kind of grew with wayne because our we might have outgrown wayne you know what i mean because if you're saying that we were the youth and then we grew up and um we talked about it on one of the pods like I still think that Lil Wayne is a great rapper. I still he, he I still believe he can rap, but I think he needs to get past the motion of trying to make a hit, and he just needs to make his own music now. Like, just make songs that pertain to you. Just like, don't try to make a hit anymore. Like, yeah. that's not who you are. Yeah. You know, it's not your it's not your area anymore. Yeah, you just, just cater to music. your fans, make yeah. music because you love it, and the people are gonna love it if they really are fans of what you've put out before. If you're sticking to that, you yeah. know. But, like, another person is, like, Big Sean. Uh. <laughs> you know? Honestly. Um, like, Big Sean. Big Sean's one of those people. He came out when we were in high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. 2010. We're in 2010. A whole 10 years. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He's on that 10-year mark of putting out music. And he's still, like, you will catch a Big Sean song on the radio. Like, oh, yeah. Today. No doubt. You know? Like, so, like. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. What? You went oh, the complete other direction. You want to go? Well. What? Okay. So, uh, that's pretty Did much somebody it. somebody disagree with, no, 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 or something? No, no, okay. Yeah, I disagree. That's pretty much it with Wayne, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Did I jump? Did I no, jump? No, nah, it, okay. it was a great It was a great say. It was a great transition. You good. You good. Um, so, Big Sean is set to release Detroit 2, right? Um, like you said, I was, I'm still a big Sean fan, right? Uh, my fellow co-host over here <laughs> has some stuff to say about it. I'm not going to sit here and say big <laughs> Sean is like trash. I know I texted you that last night, but you don't got to mention that <laughs> anyway. But like, I just feel like big Sean does the same thing on every mm-hmm. album. It's been a long time now. The music's yeah. definitely changed. And I feel like Detroit two is going to be the same old thing. Has the music changed though? Yeah, it has. I think for big Sean, you got people doing the baby voice now. <laughs> Oh, you're saying music in general yeah, has changed. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. Big Sean's music. Big Sean's music like, hasn't my, changed Big at Sean's all. Big Sean's music, yeah, it's the same. Outdated. You know? I think I Big think Sean's... I think it's outdated. Um, I think it... Go ahead. I think he's just had... He's gotten the shit end of the stick every single time. Every release he has gets for, or overshadowed by a bigger artist or someone in his, like, um, like Drake. When Big Sean released the album, Drake released the album. When Big Sean released uh, his fourth album, Kendrick came out right after. So... Although they overshadow him, it's not. Um, but that should be what you want, right? As a rapper, you want to go out and top that. Yeah, but um, this everybody is not gets, the Fifty Cent Kanye West. Yeah, everybody gets a little like 
time to breathe. You know what I mean? Uh, Dark Side Paradise came out one week, and then if you're reading this, came out the week later. Oh, really? And then uh, I decided came out in March, and then uh, Kendrick came out the first week of April or something like that. Like it's just it, he doesn't get that chance to really like let his album ride out because usually I think. I think his biggest issue has been he's releases his projects at the wrong time because mm-hmm. I think he does have good albums. Yeah. Like I don't see anything wrong with his albums, um, but I just think he gets uh, overshadowed by the timing of his releases. I would say. I feel like he's one of those artists that that has made it. He's on that ten year mark, like I said, and he's still going. Like I feel like his album is going to do well. You know, like he's going to cater to his fans. If you're a big Sean diehard fan, you're going to yeah. listen to this album and you're going to appreciate the songs that you like on there. You know, like that's just how I see Big Sean as an artist, you know, like again, there's a lot of people in the music industry. So when you think about those people who do make it past that mark of like 10 years, like, is it more than 10 artists that you know and listen to where it's like, I could still listen to this. Like think about an artist that came out in 2005 that you're like, bro, I don't even Kanye. That you would listen to right now. Talking about Hurricane Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Hurricane Chris. You listen to Hurricane yeah, like, Chris? Nah. What's, what's going on with those artists who had big songs, like, you know, and, and big albums? I mean, you got to think about it. Detroit 2 is going to be Big Sean's fifth album, mm-hmm. which is like, we were talking about Kanye's fifth album. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, when that came out, that was crazy, right? Yeah. But now all these artists are in that area now which mm-hmm. is i think it shows the perseverance of them the longevity how you're saying that 10 year mark mm-hmm. you know what i mean um but i agree with we i guess we had this conversation off mic but I, what brady was pretty much saying is that like we hope the album's good we just think that or i just think that this album needs to be it because i do feel like if you're not a big sean fan because i think this might be it for him as far as being an elite Mm-hmm. artists you know what i mean because i did have big sean right there with kendrick drake uh j cole like i felt like he was always number four always right there like those three and then him that's how i personally felt i always had him on that tier list but because he has some bars too yeah you i know? think he just got he overshadowed with his release dates <laughs> but i'm i'm super excited for this um detroit to uh He's been working on it for a very long time. Uh, that single he released with uh, Nipsey, it sounded really good. Um, I know a lot of people. I know Hit Boys on the production. Um, I'm I'm really excited. Shout out to Hit Boys. I really hope that this. Um, I really hope this puts his name back in the conversation. I hope it's good too. Yeah. I hope it's not bad because like, I have to listen to it apparently. <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. But Any, yeah, if uh, he doesn't make the cut this time, I think it's it's fair. I think it's valid. I think it's valid what you're saying. Um, but he's gotta come. Any, uh, he's gotta bring it. He's gotta hit it out the park. Any uh, inside information you got for us, Lee? <laughs> no inside. More just like I'm a fan of music. Still, yeah. like I know I work around a lot of music artists, but being a fan of the music, I still always look at it like that. Like mm-hmm. what I listen to this album, if you, you know. Didn't. And I feel like. Is there any artist? There's only a handful of artists where I'm listening to the whole album and I love, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're not at that time anymore. I feel like where people are like, I love this whole album. Yeah. Unless you're just a fan, you know, like you really got to be a fan to be like, yo, I like every song. I want to know every word to every Mm -hmm. song. If you're not that, you're going to take your three or four and be like, add them into my playlist and I'm going to go listen to this next album that just dropped. That's just where we're at. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I don't feel like a lot of artists have full replay value as far as like full albums. So no, it's, it's definitely what tough. is a, a a bad album at this point now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like a bad album in this era is. I don't know one song off of it. Yeah. You know, like you make it off like a good single or two, like and this time you can do well. And I I mean, I feel like out of all the albums that we've reviewed this year, maybe I've I feel like maybe collectively we've said like three albums are really good. But mm-hmm. that's what I'm excuse me. All of them have been like And you said all year? Yeah, all year. Three albums. Like, like since we on, started this podcast. That's what I'm saying. Three albums. That's not a lot. Yeah. How many albums we came out since you did this podcast? A good, good amount. good amount. Okay. And it's always been like, yeah, I liked it, but I probably won't listen to it again, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Like, I it's just, hard I to. I think it comes from, like, we have so many albums at our fingertips now. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, in our time, even just the CD era, like, mm-hmm. coming from those eras, like, if you went to go get that CD, it was like your mom's only getting one. Like, yeah, Yo, you're too. I'm about to listen to this whole thing. Like, it was whatever. an event yeah. too, man. It was an event because you had kind of something to look forward to, and um, like you had to buy that. You had to personally pay for if you wanted to. I mean, obviously we had the LimeWire days and stuff, but you had that. Um, you got to go see. Oh, these three albums came out, and like you said, you got to pick one yeah. and that was the one that you took with you and like you ended up loving it or not liking yeah. it, you know, it was just kind of a gamble, yeah. you know, but nowadays it's like we, which everything's so much at our disposal is that we do listen to it once and then we don't really give it the time of day again. Yeah. And because the, that album could you know, be good, yeah. you know, and we just don't ever re-listen again. And I think that is the fault of the streaming era. Um, it just doesn't really uh, have any longevity with certain people, it I guess you could say. Because if an album drops next week, it's like, I'm not, that's old, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like that's the time we're at now. So I'm less like, oh, what's a great album? This, I don't know. You know, I'm less judgmental. Definitely. I've definitely been listening to like only recent music lately. Like Mm -hmm. randomly, I don't know how, but like my phone got put on shuffle. Like my whole library. I was like, what the hell? I was like, all right, we're going to let this one play. Yeah. I'd be like skipping 20 songs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is a banger right here. That's how I that's how I listen to my music now. It's it's kind of rare for me to actually listen to an album unless it comes out that week and I have that album on repeat. Mm. But I, do, I don't really go back and revisit the albums. I just kind of wait for that song to pop up again on my shuffle. Really? Unless I want to but go listen to that. But you have your own that. big playlist. Huh? Yeah. But even then... After like replaying that playlist so many times, I don't want to listen to that playlist anymore. True. You know, um, but I can see what you're saying with that. Like, it's hard to kind of go back and listen to one specific album, and even though it's so easy to access it now, yeah. you know, it's like it's, it's not even a, easier to access. It's not a hard thing to, to do. No scratches. No like, where's the CD? It's like it's all right <laughs> here on my phone. That was my favorite part of our era. I used to make um like mix CDs all oh, the yeah, time. I used to that a lot. Um, I had like a whole. Uh, do you have it still? What the my uh, album thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably in my car. Um, actually. yeah, it's uh, know, nah. You keep it, man. Right. Um, I used to make like we used to go on road trips like to the beach or whatever, and I'd be like, oh, I gotta make a new CD real quick because I would have like I would have like ten day on one, and then acid rap, okay. and then I have like a Gambino right. mix, and, and I have a Drake mix, and, and a, I have big a, second, a big Sean mix, uh, okay. and I have a second Drake mix, and a little Wayne mix, and a kind like Dark I would Knight have Paradise was sick. I'll say yeah. that. <laughs> I decided it was I. There was it yeah. was good when it came out, but yeah. you're right, it did get overshadowed real quick. Yeah. Um. But see, that's what I'm saying. 
There's like, only one okay, song I still play. So off that. if you didn't listen, just say you didn't listen to Big Sean's last two albums, even though you listened to Dark Sky Paradise, you were still gonna tune into this one. Like mm-hmm. I feel like because you know the name and his, you know, like without this podcast, you would have listened to the album. I feel like oh. am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Here we go. I, well, let's nah, be, let's, I probably would have listened. To it. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. That's what I'm saying. I feel like you gotta give it a chance at least. You know what I mean? Like I really do think that this. Uh, I really think it's gonna be good. I really do have high 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 hopes for it, man. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it with music. I don't really think anything else. Nothing came out. really came out really. Um, kind of a slow week. Yeah, he's supposed to come out next week, um, September fourth. I think. Uh, I think that's about it. Nobody else is releasing anytime soon either. Yeah. Huh? I don't know. I think that's it. Um, and again, there's like nothing really going on in the entertainment industry. So, you just want to get to sports already. There's nothing really going on with sports <laughs> either. They just came back on. Yeah, they just came back. Um, how did you feel about the whole um, like boycott? Are you keeping up with everything that's going on? I am, but like I don't. For me, at this point, sports are just like they're there, but they're not like my biggest like. I don't take it to heart as much as I used to. Mm. You know, like before, like I used to let sports. Like, kind of like dictate how I felt that mm-hmm. day, you know. Well, you should have seen this like, guy last week, bro. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you were hot, Birdman. What happened? Just a little bit. Is it? What's the score right now? I can't even check. I forget. I'm getting no service oh, in this goodness. room. Let me check for you. But as far as the boycotts, I was happy for that. You know, I feel like we do need to take that time to be like, yo, there's more out here than just basketball and yeah. football and everything else you know like yeah, there it's are, way bigger there's than real that. problems but i also think it's funny like i don't know this is what colin kaepernick was talking about yeah and, and, and he kind of just got brushed under the rug yeah and, everybody thought he was crazy he and now everybody's balled. like jumping shit and being like oh yeah we stand with everybody else like and it, i don't know if it was because um i was just a youth or if it like if i just got it right away but like he said everything that he was supposed to say like hey like i took the route to talk to a veteran because i didn't want to be disrespectful because i know how this country is and he said to take the knee he went out and did that and the veteran said like hey like i fought for this country so you can have a right to do that and it just became a national anthem thing and a whole different thing and now we're here you know what i mean and i was telling on the little episode we released um prior to this that the boycotts happened on the same day that Colin or Colin took the knee you mm-hmm. know so i thought that was powerful like just how the universe works you know what i mean everything kind of comes back around full circle it does, it does um but i i think that was dope like everybody stood in unison um i guess it was like no time in sports history has that ever happened mm-hmm. so that was a big thing and yeah. actually shout out to colin like thinking about it like now with everything that just happened it's like this is what he's been preaching and there's been a lot of people who's been talking about it but when you take that stand and it does kind of become a thing of like i don't even want to say choosing sides but it was for like the nfl choosing sides between, you know um but that could have put pressure on anybody, you know, on like even the people like LeBron just say, I'm not saying he got inspired by him, but just how big LeBron's voice is yeah. and the black community as far as like what's going on in the NBA and everything else. I feel like Colin kind of gave that, you know, that little bit of push to like a little spark. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like if nobody's thinking about it, 
you're thinking about it now because mm-hmm. of that. You know, Dude, that's so. how I felt. I was telling um, Blaze, I was like, I feel like that was. I don't know if it started the movement or whatever, but I feel like it was one of the beginning steps. I, I agree. It. I agree. So, um, there needed to be a first. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, they're Talk playing again. And they came to an agreement to play again, but they said that they're going to continue to use in their voices because what's the point of if they're going to play and not do that? Yeah. You know? So, um, I do think that the NBA is one of the more progressive leagues. For sure. Undoubtedly. Um, and shout uh, out Adam Silver. Yeah, and it was dope that uh, like it was dope that MLB part partook in it, and they probably didn't do it the best way, or like uh, they probably didn't have a plan. I heard it even affected like tennis. They went all the way down to tennis. See, one little, I said one little step can spark a whole movement, you know. Um, so I I think it was cool. I think when, I want to see it in the NFL though, you know. Yeah, that's gonna be very telling. I don't know. I've been done with the NFL. Yeah, like, yeah. Really, because of that, like I don't know, I just don't like there because it's so Very many black players, for right? Me, like, it's just you know, and it just kind of sucks. Like I just think about football players and like how they put like blood, sweat, and tears, like how every other sports person does, and they make dirt. Hmm. Like compared probably to probably more other. than any other sport. Yeah, yeah they make less than any other professional sport, and then they're getting more um, physical wear and tear on their body, like. Well, that speaks more of their union and their labor association yeah. more than anything else. But like, it's just crazy as a as a young person to, I mean, of course, follow your dreams and stick to it. But it's crazy as a, uh, like, that is it. Like, you're going to go to that when, um, I mean, a lot of people in high school play triple sports, you know? Like, that was the route you took, you know? Um, it's just, it's just kind of sad and it sucks to... Um, be on the bottom i guess but i mean they're still making money but it's just like you're not making baseball money you're not making basketball money and you're fucking breaking every bone damn near yeah you know? um remember that guy jeff samarja no he pitched for the cubs back when they won their whole title in 2016 okay anyway he used to play at notre dame he was like a wide receiver there and mm-hmm. obviously played baseball too yeah but he was depend- he was deciding whether he'd go to the draft in the NFL, the draft in baseball. He went with baseball because mm-hmm. it had more longevity and it yeah. paid better. And it ended up being true. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can baseball players play for a very, very long time, man. He was a pitcher, too. Yeah, so They play till yeah. it's like done. Till like, their arm's gone. I mean, 80% of the game, they're standing still. Yeah. <laughs> You're not doing much. Um, but with the playoffs, uh, the Lakers have advanced the next round. Woo. We got Raptors and Celtics. Uh, the uh, Celtics won today. They blew them out by like 20 points. Yeah, the Raptors? A, yeah. Oh, it was shit. their first game this morning. And um, yeah, the Raptors lost. The Rockets are up 3-2 at the time of recording. Woo. And then, uh, I don't know, the Clippers might lose today. I guess we'll find out. They're up 20, <laughs> bro, going into the fourth. I don't uh, think so. So the Clippers uh, might advance today. And then Heat and Bucks. What do you, what do you what are your projection for Heat and Bucks? You know what? Fuck it, I'll say it. Heat in six. Yeah, I, I think the Heat are gonna go for it, bro. I think they might take it. I don't know, Giannis. He's cool, but he can't shoot worth the damn. So yeah, he's just big. Yeah, he's just a big, <laughs> big ass guy. He's like what six eleven. So how how you said Lee that you're not? It's not a. You don't let it affect your mood anymore. Do you mm-hmm. you don't. Do you like pay attention? Because you're a Laker fan, you're a Dodger fan. Do you not pay attention at all anymore, or like, especially right now since it is playoffs? Like, do you like check in at all, or it's not even a thing? Updates on my phone. Like yeah. sometimes it depends on what I'm doing at home. Like there will be times where like a game could be on, and I'll still be like, "Yo, I got to do this." Like, mm-hmm. I'll catch it. Like you know, when I catch it, yeah, I'll yeah. catch it later tonight or something like that. 
but if I'm like not doing anything, I'm still putting the game on for sure. Mm-hmm. Just, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure. it's just nice to have on. I remember I used to work like night shift and like the hugest thing for me was I never got to watch any games. Yeah. Like not college, nothing, no games. It is nice to be able to watch it real time and be able to um, just talk about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when it happened. I remember you know? my mom would be all like, just pause it and take out the trash. I'm like, this is a live <laughs> game. Yeah. I don't want the. It's not the same. Nah, yeah, definitely not. It hits but... way different. Yeah. What's crazy to me is that um, I think I watched a little bit of Kobe's last game, but mm-hmm. I didn't watch all of it, and I regret not watching it, you know what I mean, especially now, but, like, how the Cavs came back and did the 3-1, like, I got to watch that whole series, and I get to tell my kids, like, hey, like, I saw that live, like, how our generation before us got to see Jordan yeah. and the Bulls fucking three-peat twice, like, I think that is tight, be able to speak upon that. Um, Did you come watch it with us? At my mom's house? May no 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 no. I didn't see that one. I think I watched that one with uh had to have been Shad or Josh or one of them. It had to be I forgot what it was. Um but I, I watched it with them. I think. I don't remember. I I, I watched it, all right? <laughs> um so before we get off sports, Laverne or Lee <laughs> You're a Dodger fan, right? Of course. You're a diehard Dodger fan. Diehard. Do the, you think if they win this year, do you think that it, there's going to be a crux on, like there's going to be an asterisk on there because of the COVID? Do you think that every other fan is going to be like, yeah, you guys won, but you guys won because the season was shortened? Nope. That was the most Dodger fan thing I've ever heard <laughs> you say. First <laughs> off, the Dodgers are already winning the championship. You Fuck the so? playoff. No, nigga, you just said that shit. <laughs> I'm saying, I said if. And Did then I? you're already like talking shit on other other teams fans i didn't hear I'm, that i didn't hear that part yeah i'm just saying i just i just want to be able to defend it if it does happen i said i always say if i don't I'm not throwing it in the bag like i'm not saying it's gonna happen how would it feel if y'all had an asterisk and the astros don't i'm um, taking the world series the happiness and i'm running with it you're, you're not gonna be able to steal too. my joy because of a new hat getting where everywhere you go yeah i think i might i think once that happens or if it does happen um i think i'll be how lee said like my mood won't depend on you sports. can die yeah can die maybe happy. i don't know <laughs> i said that a few times so so if the clippers win this year you'll be much happier if the clippers win great if they don't i'm i'm stuck with the clippers yeah. i don't know i've been disappointed too many times i don't know man See? you were you were you were a different person last week towards the end i was kind of like yo like are you good and you're I'm like all right i I'm try not to bro. the next game i'll end up being really nonchalant mm-hmm. i'm like texting on my phone yeah we'll <laughs> smoke a bit of weed I'm like, <laughs> this game really doesn't matter that much yeah. i will say that week. every if it is lakers clippers conference final we're watching every game together oh yeah for sure like i don't care where boom 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 i'll boom. throw hands <laughs> um that that's pretty much it with sports then all right well now it's the the time of the show where we uh turn into our guest mr leviton um for those of you who don't know you um just uh just talk about your story talk about what you do um just tell us a little bit about yourself okay well <laughs> my name is lee Leviton, I guess, is my name. I grew up right here. What? About to say something. Is is that your stage name or is that like what are you gonna go by like how do you how do you take that? How'd you come up with that anyway? Leviton? It was a playoff Louis Vuitton, I guess. Yeah. But 
to be honest, where the real inspiration came from was Kanye. Oh, yeah. Kanye? Yeah, for sure. Louis Vuitton Don? Come on. Like, <laughs> every time he said that, I'm like, damn, this nigga is so hard. What? <laughs> so, I don't know. Louis Vuitton's always been my favorite designer brand, but I don't know. It was just a play that it just happened. Like, I asked somebody, was like, what do you think of this? They're like, yeah, let's tight. I'm like, and boom. Yeah, it was better than I mean, what I, I had before. You, I call you a bunch of stuff, so yeah. I just don't know um, if that's what your professional name is. To be honest, I don't know if I'm going to change it. I don't know. I kind of just like, I'm just going to let it happen, see what, yeah. you know? But for now, it's, I guess that's my name. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it on. Go, go ahead. Um, again, yeah, my name is Lee Vuitton. I'm one of my, oh, I want to start that over. <laughs> um, I was going to say I'm on the show with my best friend. <laughs> um, my name is Lee Vuitton. Um, I'm from the Inland Empire. Shout out to the 909. Um, I am a photographer, videographer, director, um, but just, I don't know, all around creative. Yeah. You know, that's really what I just try to pinpoint myself on or, or a name. You know, I just like to be creative. I feel like that's what gets me going. And hey, I'm here. Yeah, man. Is there anything else? <laughs> no, there's Ask a lot me more. some questions and then I could, you know, well, uh, I don't know how to explain uh, myself. For the listeners who don't know, like Lee is a, uh, Lee's my boy. Like, we're, okay. you're my brother, man. Yeah. Um, I've known him for 10 years now, which yeah. is crazy. Um, but, uh, we definitely took two different paths in life, mm -hmm. but, uh, just tell the listeners how you got to the point you're at now. Like, how did you get into photography? How did you get into making videos? Like, where did that all start? In Christian's backyard, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> Honestly, like it all started with, of course, us going to high school together, but then us getting an assignment to just do a project for school, you know, I think English class. And we had an option to do a video and Christian was like, I got a camera like we can make a video on. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's do it. So like we had like three other kids in our class and we we made a video. Christian recorded it, but I had so much fun doing it, you know, mm -hmm. and we edited it on Christian's computer. I don't even think I had a laptop at the time or did I? I think you had a laptop and I had one. I think we were like flip flop. OK, something like that. Somebody I just remember us growing. One of us didn't have a laptop. Mm -hmm. So like we started out on one laptop and we were just editing the videos and then we were playing back in class and they were stupid for us. It was like the beginning of the YouTube era. So it <laughs> yeah. was just like the stupider the video, like the better it was, you know? So it was like, they were funny. Yeah. They were, <laughs> they were funny. <laughs> yeah. So then we would just make, you know, videos and then play them in class and people would laugh and stuff like that. Yeah. So we just thought it was fun. So then after that, we started recording some on my iPhone and I had was, an iPhone at the time. Yeah. When I came, yeah. And we started recording videos on that. And any opportunity that we were able to make a video for an assignment, like we just went for it. Like That's what there it was, was no like, other yeah, yeah. It was just a video. You guys can keep the PowerPoints. Mm -hmm. Like we're gonna make a video. Like uh, so we started shooting those and started throwing them up on YouTube. And then I don't know. Like I really want to know what the switch was. It was definitely that first video we did. But after that, like after the iPhone era of us shooting videos mm -hmm. it was like all right let's get a camera for real because i remember i used to watch hella youtube videos of just filmmaking stuff at christian's house because he had wi-fi i didn't have wi-fi at my house <laughs> in high school so christian had wi-fi 
So I would like watch videos and I'm like, yo, this is so cool. We got to do this and do that. We use Christian's garage as like a set and stuff like that. And then it just, it just led from there. You know, I ended up getting a camera shout out to my mom. She bought me my first camera. Um, I got a, a VX 2000 Sony, the Sony VX 2000. It was that like, I still have one of those. Just one of those video, one of those uh, cameras that you see on like a skate video, and like you could see like if there's two cameramen, every like, skater and it's just, like, knows long, that video. It yeah. just looks like a just like a perfect skate cam video, mm-hmm. like, and it was just just worked yeah, for yeah. what we were doing at the time. It was perfect. So we were running around with that in high school, um, and that's where it all started. Honestly, that's where it started. And you kind of mentioned that we went separate after that. Like after we graduated high school, I moved to LA. Um, and I still knew that I wanted to do film, but I didn't know anything about the film business or photography Mm -hmm. business or anything. I wasn't even doing photography like that in high school, to be honest. I did more video. And when I got to LA, I got another camera and this one, it was a Canon 60D and I'm like, all right, I can shoot photos now. So I started taking pictures of people at school and stuff like that. And eventually somebody was like yo these photos are tight and i'm like what like i'm not even a photographer you know what i'm saying but Mm. just somebody like kind of being like yo this is cool like just led me to be like i can do more you know like let me try this let me try that so that's where it started shout out homeboys yeah Yeah, for real shout out people pushing you 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 need those friends around you so now you're you're starting photography um you know taking pictures and this and that how did you get into how'd you stick your foot in the door of um starting to work with artists and starting to work with different celebrities and just uh different types of uh aspect of media and stuff what was the switch like what changed up like what yeah what switched up from just being a photographer taking pictures of people from school to getting to be able to work with someone as dom kennedy i will say what we just talked about was friends you know like (laughs) being around shout out to the homeboys you know what i'm saying shout out to homies who are just like yo this is what I'm on. Like, this is what I do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Networking um, and all that. Yeah, of course. It's always about the people you know. But the switch that really happened for me was I met another photographer mm-hmm. um, that was kind of doing what I wanted to do, you know, as far as shooting for artists and shooting music videos and what a camera that I felt like I had, you know? So he was like, we were on the same tip. His name was Jeezy. Shout out to Jeezy. He was doing everything, like I said, I wanted to do. So we were cool. Um, at the time, he didn't have a car. I had a car, mm. you know, to be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we're like two camera guys, yeah, like just, just mobbing like, around. So he's like, yo, I'm going to this shoot. Like, you want to come? You got a camera? Like, it's good. Like, you know, I'm shooting, like, can you drive though? I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know what I'm saying? So like we're driving now I'm like pulling up on artists, you know, like, cause he's, you know, he grew up in LA. So he's yeah. shooting LA artists, you know, people mm-hmm. that grew up around, around LA. And, um, from there it just led to me being around artists. Instagram was kind of just starting off, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like starting like, to take, take off now. Yeah. So, um, I DM'd a couple people just like, hey, they're hanging around artists. Like, I'm trying to be around. I'm trying to shoot around artists again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, yeah, come around. You got a camera. Like, for sure. We could always use a camera guy, you know. Um, and 
they brought me along and I was shooting videos for free photos, like whatever I could. And I ended up just being at the right place at the right time. I feel like talking to the right people, not being afraid to go and be like, Hey, this is what I'm trying to do. You know, um, that was the switch for me in a sense of knowing that I could be around the people that I wanted to be yeah. around, you know? So were you just like shooting from the hip or who, who inspired you? Like what, what kind of photographer did you want to be? That's the thing. There was no true inspiration behind it as far as this is what I want to be as style wise or like, um, yeah, like video. Yeah. Directing. Like I always knew I wanted to be a director who made movies and, be able to show something on a screen where people enjoyed, you know, and got something out of. But as far as photography, I didn't inspire to be any like big photographer. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I'm trying to have my photos up on yeah, billboards yeah. and like, I'm trying to be just like this person. It was more again, like I took a photo somebody's like, yo, this is dope. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take another one. And it grew into yeah. like a great passion in a mm-hmm. sense, you know? Um, as far as photography, because I feel like photography and video are separate. Yeah, you know, definitely. like they're definitely separate. Um, but the inspiration, there was nothing besides making great images. You know, um, I feel like that's what I, I love when it comes down to it, because I've been thinking about it like, yeah, what really draws me to the to yeah. the camera? And I, it's, it's got to be how you said it's a passion, but it's just got to be something that you got to keep working on you know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, if you didn't it like is. it you would have stopped you would have dropped the camera a long yeah. time ago you know so there was definitely a love for the camera you know but i think it was more great imagery than it was like somebody inspire me or me wanting to be like somebody else um yeah that was i feel like there was no big inspiration behind that um but i also do feel like it grew into something that i love so yeah so now you met another photographer. You mm-hmm. are, um, you know, you're shooting around different artists and just different people and different things in L.A. Where would you say is your first big break where you felt like um, you can kind of make it a career or if not even as a, a career as a photographer? But where did you feel like you can break into the industry and make a name for yourself? That started definitely with mustard i feel like that was the big change when i that story is uh is a story in itself on how that happened um well, tell us man <laughs> <laughs> um again being around the right people at the right time i was at a concert already shooting so i'm with jeezy now because mm-hmm. we're you know we grew uh into a friendship you know it grew into a friendship where it's like yo we're hanging out we're shooting like you know, you just gotta, you gotta appreciate good friends. Yeah. Um, and we're at a concert and YG comes out, Mustard comes out, they're on stage. And we had backstage passes at that time for shooting. Um, so they got off stage and I was with another photographer too, um, who's from the IE, Peter Baltimore. Um, and we go backstage and Peter stops because he designed Mustard's website at the time. Um, so he stops to Mustard and he's like, yo, 
I designed your website. Like he's like, oh yeah, cool, cool, cool. That's it's dope. Like I appreciate it. Um, but I'm going on tour. I see you got a camera in your hand. Like I'm going on tour next week. Can you go on tour with me? And Peter's like, oh no, I'm already on tour. Like I can't go. And I'm standing there like, damn. I would do it, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll go on tour. Like, what else am I doing? I just dropped out of college, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll do it, you know. Um, and to be honest, this goes back. I feel like this whole episode for me is going to be about appreciate appreciate good friends. <laughs> um, I had a roommate at the time. I was staying in the house. We had like five people staying in our house. Mm-hmm. Those are the uh, good times, man. Good times. Very good times. Very good times. And I didn't say anything to Mustard right mm-hmm. there. So I'm listening. And then, like, I say not be, I said not be afraid earlier. But at that time, in that situation, I was like, yo, I don't know what to do. I'm not thinking about, mm-hmm. like, going on tour with artists. I'm just overhearing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. So I didn't say nothing. Um, but my roommate at the time, he was friends with Mustard's cousin or cause he was in the DJ world and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, I'll just text him and tell him like, you know, tell his cousin to tell Mustard, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? So he texted him and he was like, yeah, Mustard said they need somebody. So, I mean, just send them some of your work. And at that point, again, Instagram is like not what it is, is now. now. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely not what it is now. So it was like. If I had some stuff up, Instagram videos were like 15 seconds at that point. Yeah. Um, so I had like a few things up um, and I showed it to them and they were like, all right, that's cool. Like, can you be ready on Thursday? And it's like Tuesday at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> but no. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah. I mean, well, the first show is Saturday. Like. I can just fly you out like Saturday from here. You just get ready and just meet us out there in Atlanta. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's yeah. like, all right, bet. Um, just take his information and then we'll just see you Saturday. And I'm like, all right, bet. So from then we threw a crazy <laughs> party at that house. Celebration. Yeah, <laughs> celebration. Yeah, celebration. Yeah, yeah. Um, because my friends were like, what? You're about to go on tour? Like, I go remember, for it, yeah. I remember the day, I think it was the day before you left or same week, um, we had we went to uh, Corky's, me, you and Josh, mm-hmm. and it was just like I felt proud of you like just being your friend, like just being the homie and just seeing your work manifest and like it was just like once you told me that story, like once you said like, Hey, like I'm about to go on tour, like I just felt like like this is a beginning, like I already know it's only gonna go up from here. You know what I mean? And it was just dope to just like kind of a send-off i guess like you know just saying having breakfast or whatever you know mm-hmm. saying goodbye or whatever but it was just dope to see like all right from that moment i knew like all right this guy's gonna he's gonna go for it now like nothing nothing's gonna stop you and i'll say before that point i appreciate that you know what i'm saying <laughs> um but i'll say before that point i knew i wanted to before i even moved to la i knew i wanted to do something with a camera you know but i will say that that was the first point in my life where it was like damn they're gonna pay me to do this like you know like people were paying me like little stuff but it was like at that point i would have did anything for free you know what i'm saying like but that was the first time somebody was like yeah no we're gonna pay you like it's you know what i'm saying whatever it is like i was just happy to do that you know so um (laughs) that was the big transition for me as far as like 
damn, people get paid to do this, you know? How much do you accredit Mrs. Avalos' photography class? That's the thing. I didn't even take photography class (laughs) in high school. That's what I'm saying. Like, we had, that was probably the only option we had. Like, me and Christian created a film class in high school our senior year because we wanted to do video. There was, like, no video courses. Um, Our principal was, like, uh sure yeah i mean you guys could like create a class or whatever like as an elective or something and like it, that. it didn't end up being like what we thought it was like we legit just like watched movies that was it <laughs> we, were, we were watching movies like you know at that point we're like seniors so it's like all right cool like we're just watching movies like yeah. probably trying to text you know like you were in it, the newspaper class though right we were you were in the newspaper yeah, class with the senior yeah. interviews <laughs> you know? birdman was in the newspaper class with us um but that was like our one of our outlets for like recording stuff because it was newspaper. We would put it up in front of the school and stuff like that. So shout out to class, you know, sure. the little classes. But I didn't Where take photography in high school. Yeah. <laughs> We're old. Yeah, <laughs> just a tad now. <laughs> so um, now you're getting paid for doing what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, how was the tour like? Once you went on tour, was it Woo. kind of like what you thought it was going to be like? Where you're like, all right, I'm here. I'm where I'm supposed to be at now. It was shocking in a sense of like, I'm traveling. Like, we're going all over the country. We're shooting shows like, or I'm shooting shows. Um, And being around music, I've always already been a fan of hip hop, you know. But just, I listened to YG and and Mustard, (laughs) yeah, before... You know what I'm saying? I met them, you know, so it was already like, wow, this is crazy. You know, mm-hmm. this is, is this work? Like, I don't know. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I don't know if it is, you know, but I know that it was something that I wanted to do, but it was definitely, it was definitely a, like a shock for me, but it was fun. Good times. Great times. <laughs> Great times. Great so, times in my life. where are we at now in the storyline? You're back from tour. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you end up doing? Did you stick with photography? When did the directing start coming into play, like making music videos and trying to be like, when did you take your foot out photography and start really applying it to video and film and stuff like that? I'll say that the start of like the music video era started with us in high school already. Mm -hmm. You know, we were kind of already doing that before I even started doing photography. What I'll say photography did for me in that time, that whole time of me shooting with artists and everything, um, that just led me to being a better director as far as image goes. Like I told Bird earlier, I'm like, I think it was the imagery that attracted me. Like, Mm -hmm. wow, this just looks good. You know, like I think that's what kind of, made me a better director you know or made me think of like image images in a different way but yeah i don't know what you gotta go back because i don't know what you. <laughs> what's what's the end goal here like yeah like what's the cherry on the cake if you will to be honest the cherry on the cake for me is just shooting and being able to get paid for it is it's not even about the money Cause I can go do a shoot right now for free and be just as excited as if I was getting paid, even if I wasn't. But the end goal for me would just to be able to have my own production company or me being able to shoot and getting paid for it. Cause then, like I said, when I was working with mustard, like, yo, is this work? Mm -hmm. So like 
when I go out and shoot now, I still feel like this is something I'm doing in Christian's garage. You know, it's just like, yo, let's just do this because it looks cool. And then people are like, yo, we're going to pay you for that, you know, because it actually looks good. Yeah. So, like, when I feel like I started to focus on good images, like, that's what people pay for at the end of the day. Like, if you look at a commercial, it's really just great images, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's trying to sell you something, but uh, great images. Um, so just learning that process, I feel like, is what I needed, and I got that through photography, you know. And gold cherry on top of the... <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Very beautiful, man. <laughs> um, so where are you at now in your career? Like, where do you see yourself going right now? Like, or what are you currently working on? Currently, I am working on being a better director. Um, I fell in love with storytelling after, I'll say after I started working in TV. Um, I started working in TV a couple years back and I would start shooting like little commercials. And when clients started paying that network to shoot for them, everything kind of had like a little story, you know? And I felt like I got attracted to that more, but not realizing like, Hey, from the time we wanted to shoot movies early on in high school. Um, Cause me and Christian had so many films that we were trying to shoot in high school, like <laughs> scary movies and, you know, things like that, but y'all still got that slasher flick. Oh yeah, we, we probably still got the fake blood. Yeah. <laughs> we had like a we went to a Halloween store one time and we just got like, oh we got this and that. And um the homegirl Crystal, shout out to Crystal, she had a um a like abandoned meat warehouse or something, like a slaughterhouse type area. Mm-hmm. Like one of like the properties that she had. And um like we walked it. Like we went one day and we walked in and we were like we kind of were just kind of picturing the um the just the vision you know what i mean just uh, seeing how it could happen and um it just it, it could have been something but i just think at the time just you know money resources it just didn't we probably could have made something simple but i think where where we were thinking and it was just probably um just one of the downfalls of being a youth is that you want something to be so perfect at the time that it kind of stops you from actually just making it you know what I mean? That's really true. So I feel like that's where I felt personally like, yeah, but I want to do this, this and that. And then that just might have led to, well, let's just not. And then it just never happened. But like you said, like we just did. We had so many different. Oh, let's do this, this and that and yada, yada, yada. And yeah, so we had many. We had plenty um, of ideas we wanted to shoot and they were still going to shoot. But I feel where I'm at now is realizing that everything I just did in the past 10 years is just setting me up for the position that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that again, is just being the best director I can be like going through every step of like the story, how to be able to get our idea shot. Who do we need to know to get it in the hands of the people we're trying to get it to, you know, those type of things. So I feel like it's all been a process. Um, but I'm here now ready as ever to direct the best stuff I've ever shot. So here we are. And now not only like, are you like, you got your foot in the door now, but now since you've been out in LA so long, it's not just a, it's not like a dream type thing. Like you, you're kind of learning the ins and out of the business now Mm -hmm. because entertainment is business. It is. It's It's all business industry. I mean, you have to know how to work your way around it. 
And that's why, like, I admire you for, like, going out there and, like, you took that extra step and, you know, you had the courage to do all that. And you, like, you got to learn that aspect of the business. Like, a lot of people can, they can write a script, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But um, you can go sell it and they're like, all right, what else you got? Mm -hmm. You've been spending your whole time on this one script. You never thought about making four others, yeah. you know? And then they're like, eh, like, I'm yeah. not going to give you any money. Yeah. That's where it comes in for you like being out there like you know that now yeah. you know what i mean like that's just you have one step ahead of people now hey man we're old but we're young we still it's all a process the clippers one the clippers one right now we just got an update <laughs> from Brady a smith <laughs> he is happy now ladies and gentlemen oh show <laughs> second round uh here we go Kawhi. Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi. shout out to the ie but um, always the every time <laughs> what's uh I mean, we could get into some fans' questions unless you want to let anything else to say about your story. I mean, my story, honestly, is me being a guy from the IE who had a dream and just not knowing how to accomplish that dream, but just knowing that that's what I wanted to do and keeping that idea in my head at all times led me to where I'm at. And I feel like that's the biggest thing because you can be – anybody you want to be but you just got to know that's who you want to be you know it's like if you grew up your whole life saying you wanted to be a fireman and then after you do all that you're like i want to be an astronaut it's like did you just waste 10 years of being a trying to be a firefighter when you really wanted to be an astronaut mm -hmm. you know those are crazy like examples but you, you get what i'm saying it's Lee like <Lee> But just going, I knew what path I wanted, or I know, yeah, with I right know what right. I wanted to do, and I stayed on that path. Yeah. That's it, you know. So it's not a crazy story. It's just sticking to the path. So being from here, mm -hmm. from the IE, um, what's your vision for this place like? Because I feel um, we we talked about this on a on the very first episode that we ever recorded that we never released. Mm -hmm. um, we were talking about the Tyler tweet and how he said, um, "I'm glad I didn't grow up in Mobile." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we were talking about if it, it was a diss or if it was that. And then we were kind of, um, we we're just kind of discussing how like, hey, like it could have been that, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, it's a, it is kind of like disrespectful, but there's some truth behind it. You know what I mean? Because mobile is a whole different place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I feel just the eye in general, there is a, a notion of just a lot of negativity out here. It's really hard to support one another for whatever reason. Um, I feel like there's a lot of hate out here. Um, there's something that I see out here that a lot of people don't want other people to win unless they Crabs make it in a bucket. Yeah, unless they make it out there. Um, so, where do you see this place becoming? Because a lot of people have came from this and made them names for themselves. Um, there's a lot of things that can be done out here. You know, there's this is the biggest fucking county in the country. Yeah, um, you can do abundance of things out here like where do you see the ie becoming do you think that we ever get over this hump that we have um because i'm sure you felt it like when you went out there um, that you've probably felt some hate towards you um like where do you see it going like do you see if it ever gets any better or if it does become a staple in the industry one day it's going to get better it's going to get better because there's too many damn people in la and they're gonna move somewhere else <laughs> that's the first one you know, uh, that's the reality of it. That's the reality. I feel like people are because I now I will say I've been in L.A. How many years? Like eight. It's like yeah. eight years. 
Um, and I will just say, like, over the last year or two, like, I'll run into people and they're like, oh, yeah, but I live in the IE. I just drive out to L.A. Or, like, I moved to the IE and I'm like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it's never people from L.A. moving out there or, like, it's always IE people trying to move out. You know? it's Yeah. But I'm starting to see people move out there just or move out here because it's expensive and it's more calm out here. Like it's the same the same reason why we love this place. Other yeah. people are starting to say we got parking. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like people are going to appreciate that. But the one thing I do feel like the IE is missing is just that like creative hub outlet yeah. for people. That's where I think um, it's at. And I just feel like that's our biggest thing where if it's like we had something like that, this place could be so much better as far as like, cause there's so many creative people out here, you know? Um, the thing is, is like, where do the creative people go? And it's like, all right, they're going to go to LA if they're going to, you know? Yeah. But it's enough space out here for us to be able to do our own thing and still be like, this is ours, you know, but it's getting there. I feel like it's going to get there over time, you know? Especially yeah. with the internet changing and stuff like that. It's like, it doesn't matter where you live. Yeah, I was just going to say, because I'm, I'm first generation IE. Like, my family came from L.A. and moved out here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like L.A. people move out here more often than not. Yeah. It's just like a revolving door almost. Because a lot of them, I mean, say what you want. There's a lot of great about L.A., but there's also um, bad of it. It's just anywhere where you go. You know what I mean? A lot of people were leaving L.A. to come over here because there was a lot of um, violence and, you know, just gangs sure. at that time you know mm-hmm. so oh, yeah, if you're running saying, away from something yeah you're gonna in come LA. Out here <laughs> yeah yeah you're gonna come over here um what are your like do you see the difference like do you have family out there still or no like in the valley in the valley yeah. pool yeah <laughs> <laughs> so do you ever feel like um growing up did you ever want to feel like you wanted to be from la or did you you well, feel like, proud to be from the ie now i remember like i, I definitely feel proud to be in the IE. i'm a toe mm-hmm. boy toe for show <laughs> all the day but like i remember growing up in school and like going through all the grades like, i was in public school at first mm-hmm. and like someone be like i'm the new kid like i'm from la like 10 points character on him yeah, you know like, like he's from he's LA, automatically like, cooler yeah. it's like oh we're from la what was it like yeah. and everyone's like oh it's the same yeah, it's the same thing. Down, yeah. Just forty minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, oh, that's fair. And bigger, in a sense, you know, more people. A hell of a lot more people. Bro. That's it. All right, Lee. Well, uh, we got some. Uh, we got some fan questions. Um, oh. I'll give you a funny one first, real quick. Oh man, uh, Josh, the homie Josh, Mr. Okay. Josh Canton himself. Okay, he wants to know. Why don't you ever text back, man? <laughs> and my reply would be. <laughs> In general or to him? To him. Just to him. Let's just do to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I've ever not texted Josh back. Josh, I guess you're you're uh, you're capping right now. Hit I him mean, with the cat bar. Do you see any? Nah, you text him back, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> Proof's right here. Give it up. Cap? Cap for Josh? Cap, cap Josh. for Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So who is someone that uh, you're inspired by or who is someone that you look up to, like, with all this? If there's anybody that I feel like I look up to, it's people that came from where we came from, from here. You know, I feel like I really get my biggest inspiration from people 
who lived and walked these same streets that we did or we yeah. do. Um, one, John Singleton, um, director of Boys in the Hood, youngest director to win an Academy Award. Oh, he did win the Oscar for that. Yeah, yes. that fucking super dope. Um, went to Eisenhower High School his freshman year. Down the street now. <laughs> um, which I think is inspiring to me. It's like, how do you... If you can go to school in the IE, I don't care for a year, two years, whatever you do, you know, like some type of rapport here and you still go out and win an Academy Award. I feel like that's inspiring. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, Hit Boy, another inspiration, you know, from Fontana. So I really get inspired by people from here. But as far as like on a bigger level, no, I don't, you know, I don't try to base my life off somebody. Mm-hmm. Um but I do get inspired by people. I get inspired by people who can be walking down the street doing anything. You know, it's like I get inspired by people around me, you know. All right. That was good. Is that? I like okay. that. Yeah, okay. I like that. Um, so who is your dream collab and why? Dream collab as far as um, movies, uh, photography. Like who do you see yourself like who is something that you wanted to work with? That's a great question. I don't know. I gotta. I really gotta think about that. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's keep it to. Uh, you're directing a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, who's in it? Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Who else would I put in the movie right now? Um, Lakeith Stanfield. Shout out to the IE again. IE. Damn. Uncut Gems, right? I'm just right. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. Uncut Gems, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, who else? I don't know. I would love to put rappers in a film again. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that era of, like, rappers going movies was a thing yeah, in, yeah. The, like, the DVD era, <laughs> you know? And it, it always works out. I was just thinking about that the other day because I saw um, Posty. He's, like, in a... Um, Netflix film mm-hmm. and I was like I'm not gonna watch that shit but it was just like funny seeing him on there yeah like but like making it cool where yeah. it's like you know you're an actual um, respected actor yeah you know I think that's pretty cool um, but if you know me you know I'm the worst at list if C- Christian knows like I don't I can't put I can't categorize things like cause there's so many you know mm-hmm. it's like I don't know but how many did I give you? I got Adam Sandler. I got Lakeith Stanfield. Who else is in my movie? Some rappers. Some rappers. <laughs> you know, more than enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good movie right there. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, well, we'll get back to the dream or the the dream collab then. Um, so we talked about what inspired you already to pursue it. Um, so what is it that you're currently working on, or who are you working with? So something I'm currently working on is a short film called Mental Health. Um, I've been working with a friend of mine called Teddy Walton. He's a producer. Um, So we shot this film, I'll say about two years ago, um, that I got to direct and pretty much work in and out with him and just what this story means, what this message means to the youth, um, the topic, mental health. Um, so that's been something that I've been working on that I kind of haven't let nobody know Mm -hmm. about. Um, but 
I think you've seen it. Cruise um, Control exclusive right here. Come on, yeah. come on. <laughs> um, a lot more short form content, uh, more directing as far as storytelling. I really want to surprise the people with a film. Um, I have a couple that are in pre-production. Um, you know about, you know, it's some IE-based <laughs> stories for us here. Um, but a lot of short films um, has been my biggest thing mm-hmm. because I'm trying to take it to the features. Um, so scripted scripted content is where I'm at right now. Okay. Anybody that I'm working with? Yeah. Besides, okay, no, I feel like that's the same thing. So, yeah. So working with Teddy right now. Um, do you feel like you have a, uh, how you're saying you're working on short form right now? Do you feel like you have a, you you feel like you have a clear vision right now? Like to where you want to be as far as as like like, once, like where's your established mindset? Like where you actually want to be like, um, I guess in the industry, you know what I mean? Do you want to like be a well, like you want to be at the point where you're making movies and you have multiple films under your belt? I want to be at the point where I'm making movies and people love them. Like, I want to shoot a classic. I know that's kind of hard to say even, but like a movie where it's like people look back and be like, that's a classic for, you know, um, going back to... um, Chadwick you know it's like I feel like he left us with classic movies Mm -hmm. you know so it's like it's not necessarily even an end goal as far as the biggest thing it's more of a staple before you're gone you know like yeah so whatever that staple is I'm here for it but until then I'm just gonna live on you know and try to get to that point hey I feel it um before we finish off the interview i wanted i forgot to bring it up during the chadwick thing but um and it's again like talking about surreal things how we were talking about um kobe talking about nipsey and now they're both gone Mm -hmm. um chadwick was on the shop uh lebron james show on uh hbo and he was talking about kobe like they were all talking about kobe I, i think patrick mahomes was there and a couple other people were there and he was just saying like oh one of the times i met kobe he um they were talking about films and uh i think it was like right before he won the oscar right before um kobe won the oscar mm-hmm. and then um and they were just talking they're like oh yeah i'd love to work with you blah 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 because you know kobe was now in his retirement he was now on the next part of his life and then uh chadwick told him like yeah like i i can see you producing stuff like i can see you being that's where you're that's what you might do like mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like you can get a group of people and you can produce it like yeah. i feel like that's where your next yeah. venture is and he said that Kobe, um, he said that Kobe like stopped mm-hmm. and he was like, like his mind was just like focusing in on something and like envisioning it. And he was like, give me two years. And then Chadwick said that like, he went back to his wife and he was like, yo, the person that they say he is like, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Like he said, like he saw this like that metaphoric whole, like, thing yeah. and he saw Kobe like envisioning himself be a producer in the next two years I believe it. and you know the mama mentality like he was gonna do that shit of you know course. what i mean so um i don't know that shit it, it gets to me because it's like now both those people are gone you mm-hmm. know what i mean and it's just so it's so it's so strange it's so surreal like how do you even process that you know and it, again it's like people that we've never met but it's mm-hmm. just 
people that we've looked to looked up to in our life. So yeah. it's just it's just crazy. But I wanted to share that with you guys. I forgot to bring it up during the beginning of the pod. Yeah, but it's it's real, man. I feel like that's what honestly is the end goal for me is just putting out something that people can attach to. Um, and it's, I want to say a large group. Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to speak to the people, especially my people. Um, and just leave them with something, you know, like I'm young, I'm not thinking about, you know, getting old or dying or anything like yeah. that, but just still just, you never know. Like you said, 43 is young. Young. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I got 20 years or so, you know? So it's like in that time, I got to leave the people with something, you know? So this whole process up until then, I feel like it's just getting started for me. You know, like yeah. that first 10 years is like just the, just the start, just the intro. So it's like leave a ton part two on the way. All right. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, these are the. That sounded cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's the final. Here's the final interview uh, questions for you, my friend. Um, what is a movie that you'll never get sick of? Any of the Fridays, I'll never get tired of those. Any movies. of them, like anytime. any time. All three of those, I could put on and just be like, "This is never get tired of it." The first one's a classic, bro. Come on, man. A classic. Um, a classic. <laughs> Um, who is your go-to artist or what's your go-to album? Go-to artist, Dom Kennedy, Travis Scott. Uh, who are some of my favorite artists? Young Thug. Ooh, you got a fan over here, bro. Come on, come on, (laughs) come on. Um, who else? He ain't messed yet. It's a rainy day, um, you're opening your phone. You're going to that artist. You're going to that album right away. On a rainy day? Yes. Uh, or just on on the day that like. You're doing sure. You're chilling around the house. It's your day. You're cleaning. You know what I mean? It's your day. Who are you putting on? Like, what's your, what's the go to album? Tame Impala Currents. It's a good ass album. It's a great album. That's one album I won't get tired of either. Like I can let that just loop all day. Kind of. It sounds like one song, huh? Yeah. Works in a lot of different settings as well. Um. All right. If you can meet anybody dead or alive and have a thirty-minute conversation with them, who would it be and why? Anybody. Anybody from the beginning of time. That's funny. I'm laughing to myself because I thought it's like, damn, that motherfucker would be crazy, huh? <laughs> um, thirty-minute conversation. Probably Barack Obama. For real? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I wasn't expecting that. To be I know. With you. Because now that I think, I would really ask him, like, yo, how the was it? Mm-hmm. Like, just the whole time. Running of, the president as a black man. Yeah. Like, how like how was that? Especially you know? being, like, the first, but, like, also, like, probably the experiment. The first black, yeah. yo, RP to my grandmother, but she used to, like, talk about, like, back in her days, like, when, as a kid, like, people would have called you crazy to even say like a black man would have been the president. And mm-hmm. to think that she was living saying that is like, what? Like you're telling me like growing up, you thought something like that would never happen. Yeah. Like, like white people probably would have went crazy if you would have said that, you know what I'm saying? Like to it actually happening is kind of crazy, you know? So like having a conversation with that, I don't know, or with him just would be kind of, yeah. 
like how did you even endure all that like just like for eight years yeah you're in charge of the country and like on top of what you said like and now that you're not president like give me the real i don't want to talk to you (laughs) i don't want the like formal shit (laughs) but like on top of all like what you were saying about that like um I feel like we were like kind of manipulated, obviously, like with the history books, mm-hmm. how they were saying that um, they made it seem that Emmett Till happened a very, very, very long time ago. Mm-hmm. And if he was still alive today, he'd be like Joe Biden's age, like yeah. he'd be in his 60s, 70s. Yeah. Like, it's just so crazy how they made it seem like, oh, that happened like in the 1800s. Like, they've happened no, like a long bro. time ago. There's people bro. still living from it's, that time, yeah, bro. That's like, what's they're crazy. still walking. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I can completely see like what your grandma said. Like, yeah. That shit ain't possible. It's not possible. Like, and it happened. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's wild. It was a a timestamp for sure on the world. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I like to talk to him and see see what's really going on. (laughs) Give me the inside scoop. All right. Um, How would you describe a perfect day in the life of Leviton? A perfect day. Having nothing to do. Uh honestly just chilling <laughs> yeah just like is that not, yeah. being able to do what you want is the perfect day mm-hmm. i feel like for anybody hopefully whatever it is that you want to do you know so if you're doing what you want i feel like that's the perfect day um so yeah having nothing to do yeah you I know that that's just one day though after like a week i'll be like get me out of here what's going on? give uh, me yeah. something to do just yeah. the one yeah i feel that so just the one day Chilling, bro. Uh, (laughs) All right, my brother. And finally, when everything is all said and done and you leave this earth, how do you want to be remembered? As as a person who really, I don't even want to say left a mark, but left a mark, you know, like on the people around me, you know. Like, at the end of the day, with the movie thing, how I was saying, I want to leave a mark as far as a film for people to attach to. But if there's a little mark that happens and it just affects the people around me, I feel like that's good enough for me. You know, my family, like, if I can do something that leaves them happy you know they can be like well my uncle or my cousin or my brother like my son my you know have something to say that affected them in a good way where they're saying that with a smile because of that that's good enough for me so that's all i need so whatever that is man that's real right there i fuck with that um well yeah man uh Thank you for coming on and Come like on. anytime, just letting us uh, know, uh, like especially for the people that didn't know. You it's know just the like, intro. I want to do another one. Uh, of course, bro. Anytime, bro. You're always welcome back here. Come on. Um, like I said, uh, that was that was a great combo. I appreciate that. I appreciate um, you. Appreciate you. Stick around. <laughs> stick around for a little bit longer. We're almost done. Um, the streams, the streams of, the of the week. You got that running water. Week. Week. Jerry Fixer Sprinkler. Uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> what y'all been watching this week? What y'all been? Uh, what y'all uh, been uh, digging your uh, your entertainment brain into? 
So I've been watching this anime. It's called Seven Deadly Sins. It's on Netflix. Original, right? Netflix original? It's a Netflix original, but it's from Japan. Okay. But anyway, it's on their fourth season. I've like I watched like 16 episodes in a row. I don't know. I like it. I want to finish it. It's really good. It's better than the last season for sure. So other than that weird anime you were talking about, The Food Wars, uh-huh. has this been like one of... Because you haven't really talked about anime in a while. Like, yeah. Have you feel like this kind of revived anything that you had or like no it's i'm like very a good particular about my anime i've mm. seen it before and um like i i heard their studio got burned down or oh, something shit. so it's been like delayed for a couple of, of years now mm. and um their last season it, it was just it was probably right before the studio burned down or whatever and just it was too much cliffhangers and mm. i really didn't have much to expect with this new season and it's impressed me all right yeah that's dope man yeah Okay. What about you, Lee? What you been uh what you been consuming this week? This week? Or, yeah. Streams of the week. <laughs> um I binge watch Insecure. Okay. Yeah. How'd you like that? I've been trying to get this dude to watch it, but Yeah. I don't think he wants to watch it. The girl Issa Rae? Yeah, Issa Rae. Oh. I don't know what made me just like, all right, I'm gonna binge watch it. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was be- actually it was a writer's room. Um I was in Someone was like, yo, you haven't watched Insecure? I'm like, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like the everything about Issa Rae yeah. and what she's doing, honestly. Um, but I just haven't, like, watched the show. Um, and they're like, yeah, you got to watch it. Like, what? You're crazy if you don't. I'm like, all right. So I just watched the first episode. I've been on that, too. Like, lately, mm-hmm. I'm like. Let me watch the pilot episode. Like, you know, like Do you feel like it gives you a good insight onto what the show do you take it for what it is at as a episode or do you take it for a good insight to intro you to what they have envisioned for the season? What they have Or the series, I should say. Envisioned for the series as a whole, mm-hmm. like what it's about, like who the characters are, like can I watch like, cause four seasons, how many episodes is that? Like thirty something? Yeah, like you 30, know thirty I think it's like eight episodes per season or something like, like can i the episodes 30 hour? minutes oh really yeah but that any show it's like yo can i watch this one character can i follow this character for four seasons like i feel like the pilot episode lets you know that like if this person is interesting or not you know like if the character is totally separate from the first episode or like the first season they're like, say you're five seasons in, it's like you're somewhere else. It's like, I feel like I'm rambling on, but you do get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it lets you everything you need to know. Um, But yeah, I've been, been binge watching that. It's pretty good. I like it a lot, honestly. Yeah, no, I, cool. I love Insecure because it's not just, it's not just like a, a girl show. It's just like an overall, like, people show. Like, it has like, it, there's stories about the women and there's stories about men. You know what I mean? I feel like they kind of get to negative notion because it looks like a girl show. You know what I mean? It looks like a girl centered. Yeah, that's like a, why I never watched it. Yeah, I'm like, it looks like, like a female centric show, yeah. but it's, there's like a whole, but that's what LA, I'm saying. I was like, in the writer's room and it was like a guy and he's like, mm-hmm. yo, like, no, for real, you should watch that. Yeah, like, uh, like, especially like what you're talking about. Like, you know, it's like, it's the same premise as far as LA and th- things like that. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll put it on. I was actually surprised. You want the HBO account, Birdie? Yeah, sure. Hook it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to turn that down, huh? Yeah, I, um, I mean, I've been, uh, I still haven't really been watching a lot of stuff. I, uh, I've still been watching my, my cooking shows. 
I've been watching like the worst bakers in America. It's it's entertaining. It's funny. Worst bakers. Of yeah, they just get like twelve random people and they like they like do like a bake off real quick and the they show, them. show. Yeah, but it's like it's bad, but it it's it, I don't know. I like it. It's funny. And then um, I was watching this show with Blaze on Netflix. It's called The uh, Married at First Sight. Oh yeah. And it's one of the most outlandish like concepts of reality TV Great that show. I've ever seen in my life. Great show. <laughs> what? What's the they these people sign up. It's like it's a it's a it's not a dating show. It's a marriage show. Um, these people literally sign up to get married. They like they do this whole like um, they do like emotional therapy, um, like just mental health. Like they do everything matchmaking, like love doctors, and they try to match them with their perfect um, ideal of a person, right? Mm-hmm. So then they get all the information, and then they find two people, <laughs> and it's not they're not gonna date. They're gonna get married right away. They never even seen each they other. Do, they don't. Yeah, they he, they don't see each other till the day of the Their wedding. Families are all there at the wedding. Mm-hmm. That's they've so never met. <laughs> It's not like a but like, entertaining. Yeah, it's not like a first date or like you know get to that point of marriage. It's Are like, you looking for marriage today? <laughs> yes. Right now, exactly right now. <laughs> so it's like they've they've had some successes. Like mm-hmm. they've had like I think like four marriages have made it. Like they have kids. Like it they, it worked. Like the experiment worked. But others it just goes to shit. <laughs> like right away. Like it's a. Uh, it's just crazy. Like you've been in a relationship before. You just think about having an argument with somebody and it takes time to get to learn that person. Could you imagine doing that with a stranger? Like on the first night, like you wouldn't want to be with that person anymore, but you're fucking married to them. So you can't, you can't fucking leave. So it's a, (laughs) it's a crazy show, bro. Um, I couldn't believe the concept when she was explaining it to me either. Like, I was just like, no way. Like it's been out for a while now. It's not like a new show. Yeah. yeah, But we never, we had never seen it before um would you guys ever do that like if just like love just didn't work not happening not if love didn't work i just thought about like would i do it how much cash is on the table that's what i want to know that's got to be about the money right yeah there's got to be some money involved you're gonna be put in front of the cameras yeah it's not just gonna be a happy marriage they're gonna give you like fifty thousand dollars too yeah i don't know but maybe uh I'm not here for the blind marriage thing. Like, uh, it's weird. Step bro. behind door number one and meet your wife. Like you're married <laughs> yeah, to her. Like, like oh, shit. oh yeah. She ain't got no ass. They yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> they give them. I they, knew I should have went with door number two. <laughs> right. They give them some bail. They're like, I think they give them like two weeks to get an annulment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, if you um, if you guys it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But if then then if they go like, no, we're gonna make it work. Then I think after that point, then they got to It's really either divorce it. or yeah. you mean you stay it's married. It's real at that point. Yeah, I just met him. I'm not sleeping with him. <laughs> yeah, they we're t- married, t- sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, there's people that are like want to be intimate right away, and then it's like they're like getting to know each other, and they're going through like very out. strange. It's Not. very. It's a. It's an experiment. Like that's the best For way real. I can ex- describe it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. We were watching the uh, the wrong Missy on Netflix last night. Mm. Um, I've kind of disregarded a lot of like the Netflix comedies because they're not really that good. But let me tell you, I didn't finish the movie, but I was actually laughing. Like I haven't uh, laughed in a while, not like on some depressed shit. But Rob like, Schneider, right? Yeah, Rob Schneider, David Spade, like just the Adam Sandler's crew was in it, and um, it was stupid. It was stupid funny, but like I, I was actually like I felt like I actually like laughed. 
And I was like, all right, not bad. Like, I, I kind of want to finish it. I've seen it before. Did you like yeah, it? Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, like, I was surprised. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be. A little outlandish. Yeah, any type of funny. Yeah. But it was, it was good. And then I fell asleep on it. We fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> all oh, right, that was that was the streams of the week. Streams um, of the week. <laughs> uh, Birdie, you got any thumbs down this week, bro? Oh, yeah. Big thumbs down to IE Junk Removal. That's what they're called. I had some had some clutter in my house I need to get rid of. And I hit up these people, and uh, he reassured me many a time that you can get everything out. You can get everything out. No problems. False advertisement? No problem. False advertisement. Big thumbs down to you and your team, bro. <laughs> Fuck your couch. <laughs> no, nah, I told him to grab that couch. Shit. Fuck. Hey, uh, false advertisement. Yeah. He can sue in the state of California, bro. What? He ta- I showed him pictures, too. He's all like, don't worry about it, bro. You name it, we got it. And he came, <laughs> he's like, dude, this is a lot of stuff. I was like, come on, bro. Bastards. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to add to that. I have a window guy that hasn't showed up for eight <laughs> months or a month. Fuck that guy, bro. Bro, what if he hears this shit and he said, I ain't coming back at all? <laughs> well, he's supposed to come on Monday. This will release on Thursday. So we should, unless he doesn't show up like he's he has been saying been. this for weeks. Yeah. You know what? Edit point. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, you know, that was our show, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we got to leave you off with uh, the one and only Birch Adamas. All right, man. Time does not wait on no man. And hustlers don't stop. So you better get to hustling. Yeah. Time does not fucking wait, bro. I hear that. Time uh, does not wait for no nah. man. I think we got lesson. the title, bro. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Uh, once again, Lee, thank you for being on, bro. Thank you for um, having me. This was a great time. I had, I had a good time. It was a great conversation. Um, whenever you want to come back to the show... You're more than welcome to. Thank you, thank you. You know where I live. You know where I stay. Uh, tell my, boy, very young. My brother for life. Um, and yeah, uh, once again, um, prayers out to Jacob Blake. Um, prayers out to Chadwick's family. Um, prayers out to all the people that uh, Hurricane Laurie again. Yeah. You know, um, let's just uh, let's just keep trying to be better every day, and um, let's just hope uh, things do get a little bit more positive. Um, and fuck Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, fuck that kid, man. Oh, did you see that his mom drove him there? Yeah. And that yeah. she also had guns in the car? Oh, I didn't know she had guns in the yeah, car. Yeah, like she had, like she was going to do it too or something like that. What? Yeah. Fuck his mom too. Bro. Long dick style. <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind. That's the title. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Shit's just sick, bro. So, um, I don't know, but... Well, you know, we'll uh, we'll keep continuing uh, to keep you guys updated on everything, and uh, you know, we'll just uh, we'll be a lot, we'll be around for as long as we can. Um, COVID didn't stop us, shit. Yeah, we still here. Shit, if I do, we stand the show. <laughs> shit. Um, once again, you can follow us at Cruise Control Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and listen to us on all your favorite DSPs. Cruise um, Control platform, I'm on platform now. All platforms now, man. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to say before I sign off? Cut. Cut. <laughs> I do it. I do it, boy. <laughs> Big shiny little bitch. Shout out the Clippers. Shout out Paul George, man. I don't know how many points he had today, but shout out Paul George for real. Shout out to all the people doing something. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, you know, that's real. Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it if that's what you want to do. You know? Yeah. Okay.
Well, um, I look up. I look up, <laughs> <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> For Birdie and Lee Vuitton, this is Kid Cruiser. This has been the Cruise Control Podcast. We'll see you next Thursday with more laughs and bullshit and whatnot. And uh, we love you guys. Be safe. Be smart. And uh, be better. Peace out. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, good job. Cruise Control Podcast.